Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Sugby... Sugby? Welcome to the Super Rugby Outdoor and AU review. Yes, we've completed round nine of Super Rugby Outdoor and round, uh, what is it, five or six of, um, uh, uh, round six of Super Rugby AU um, this weekend. Yet four clashes and uh, you've got to say um, some wonderful rugby and some upsets as well. Get definitely some results that some none of us um, saw uh, coming and uh, so yes yeah, so we'll get into all of the actions act of the actions action as you can see it's just me myself and i well i have got a beer with me as well um but um uh, no guests so far this evening hopefully uh, i'll be joined by someone arriving late um but uh, let's see how it all goes we kicked off on friday night with a wet game between the rebels and the brumbies now, um, as soon as I saw it was a wet game, um, I'll be honest, I had sudden flashbacks to watching um, the Rebels and the Reds, or was it, um, I think it was that way around, earlier uh, in the season. And boy, oh boy, that was a horrible game. 6-0 um, at half time. We went into super time, um, which involved just being kicked back. And that was the 18-all draw on a wet day. So it must be I started off thinking, oh, my word, this is going to be horrible. Um, but luckily, I was surprised, and it was much better than that one. Now, I do have a guest who is joining me. Uh, he has popped on, um, but uh, we'll see if he actually saw this game or not, because I'm not sure how much rugby he has seen this weekend. But uh, good evening, Archery. Oh, I couldn't leave you by yourself. Uh, absolutely not. I've got to have uh, to step in and talk while I'm drinking. <laughs> as as Rolf Harris would just say, you know, do you think I would leave you crying when there's room on my horse for two? Yeah, well, I'm not sure yeah. anyone would go on a horse with Rolf Harris to be honest with you. I'll leave the station. Coming back um, to your original question, no, I didn't see this game. Brilliant. Okay, that's good. So um, take a back seat, have a beer. Okay. Yeah, I'll relax. take a back seat. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll just disappear again. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Um, so I say this one was a um, wet one and um, good evening everyone who's in the live chat by the way thank you for joining us it's good to have you um, along you can join us um, by the way uh, on Twitter uh, Facebook or YouTube um, here on New Zealand Sports Radio I'll be honest with you folks our favorite place to have you is our Facebook page we really are trying to grow that up to um, try and hit that 10,000 followers mark we're just over a thousand at the moment so got some way to go there um, so if you could head over, to, head over to the Facebook page and give it a like and a follow, that would be much appreciated. So wet weather game, um, especially with one of those teams who, well, I uh, had a quick look back at my notes from um, the, uh, the, the 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 previous wet game. It was like, oh, thank goodness, someone's actually kicked posts at last. But no, this first half was fantastic, by um, particularly by the Rebels, who came out um, and... Um, really dominated this first half. Uh, it was 27-7 at halftime. Um, and uh, just on halftime, the Brumbies got a yellow card as well. So, uh, look, the, it was all Rebels up to that point. Now, you'll hear a lot of us, a, a lot of the time when you talk to um, coaches um, and um, stuff, uh, and um, you'll see that we are, um, what's the word? You'll, you'll see them talk about, oh, we didn't have enough hustle or yeah, we lacked physicality tonight. And they sort of run out, run out those kind of cliches. Um, but this one was, this first half really was one of those where the rebels just wanted the ball more than the Brumbies did. And they chased and has and, and hustled to get the ball first. And by getting that football first, um, that's that's really um, how they won this one. Um, uh Hodge um, picked up a couple of tries. Uh, now, Hodge is a really underrated try scorer. Um, a, lo a lot of people would normally say, oh, yeah, Corbetti, he's a try scoring machine. No, no. Hodge scores at a quicker rate um, than um, uh, than Corbetti does. He's a very underrated guy. He, ha he has a nose for finding that try line. He just doesn't have, um, just doesn't know how to wear a single shirt all the time and keeps, keeps changing the numbers on the back. Uh, but apart from it, but yeah, he's a very good try scorer. Uh, he's actually scoring at a higher, at a faster rate than Israel Folau, who is a top try scorer in Super Rugby um, of all time. Um, but Ashwin, before I carry on on this one, Nocturnal Rights wants to know: Are you okay? I, it's, it's yeah, really... I just I just responded to him in the old chat room. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I was just like, as, as as Paul alluded to, I haven't seen this game, so um, I'm not going to be able to add a lot of value to it, apart from adding that yeah, Reese Hodge is an underrated player. He is. Um, and also, Ashwin, um, with, your, with your deep tactical analysis... Um, deep tactical analysis. Deep, deep, what, deep undercover. What are the Brumbies known for? Um, getting a penalty, kicking to the corner, and doing a rolling mall, and their number two, Saifanga, scores a try off the back Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Now, that relies on one of those things happening, doesn't it, which is winning your line-out. Oh. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going you're gonna to tell me, News Alert, they didn't win line-outs. <laughs> they lost five lineouts at the um, oh, uh, out of twenty-one, seventy-six percent. And when, as you say, the pri your primary weapon is kick to the corner, lineout, more try. Um, <laughs> when the opposition get up and steal your lineout five meters out, that's not a good sign. Um, yeah, look, I, I think you know, interesting. Uh, something that I can comment on is, is that um, teams trying to defend the Brumbies rolling mall are pretty much um, up against it. Uh, you know, I think 99 times out of 100, the Brumbies are going to convert that um, that rolling wall into a try. So the best, the best thing you could do is actually to try and compete. 
try and compete against the uh, lineout. And by the sounds of it, that's what the force did. Yeah, they did. Uh, not not every time, but they mixed it up, which meant that again, the Brumbies didn't know what they were going to be up against, which 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 meant that again, more confusion, more lost lineouts. Um, they had the strongest scrum, um, which was um, which was good. And yes, Matamua was good in the wet. But actually, what was good about this game is what the surface held up. Um, and whilst the rebel and and the, and the which meant that look, if you got a good surface and you got a good ball, then you can um, uh, you, you can definitely score. Um, you can de definitely play rugby, um, and that's what the rebels did. The rebels actually tried to play rugby, were much more positive, um, much uh, and uh, in in their style used much more width. I mean, the Brumbies at one point had more runs than they had passes. Um, now they did they did improve that in the second half. In the first half, it literally just was pick and go, and they were so so narrow. The rebels knew that all they had to do was just stand, was stand, uh, um, was was make their tackles, stay, stay connected inside, um, and the Brumbies weren't going to do anything against them. So really good result by the rebels there. Um, finished thirty to seven. Oh. They only got one uh, one penalty in the, the um, second half. Sorry, was it rebels or force that played the uh, Brumbies? A rebels. Sorry, did I say force. No, no, you said rebels. I thought it was the force. Yeah. No, no, rebels. I'm I'm just trying to confuse you. Thank you. Phew. Um, <laughs> they only tried, they, the Rebels only, only only got one penalty in the second half, but they kept the Brummies out the entire time, kept them kept them at, um, at arm's length, and um, yeah, won the game comfortably, which was a big surprise. Let's be honest. The Brumbies are the uh, yeah the, the best team in Australia. Everyone has them down to win the win to win this um, to win rugby AU, Australian rugby AU, uh, and they had been undefeated undefeated up until this point. So good um, performance by the Rebels. Can we say that the Brumbies are the best team in the in rugby gold, a Super Rugby gold, only if they get penalties? Because at the end of the day, if they don't get penalties, as we going back to just a few seconds ago, if they don't get penalties, really, they what have they got? Yes, but they are just so good at it. <laughs> Getting penalties. Yes. <laughs> I I mean it's funny, you know, it's like really, and and we've seen teams do this. Is that you can actually play the game of rugby without offending? And um, so I remember one time, one time at band camp, um, a Blues game at North Harbour against the Stormers, and uh, the Blues were only ahead. It was like minutes, two minutes left on the clock, something like that. Um, there's only um, you know a couple of points in it, so a, a penalty would have won the game for the Stormers. So the Blues were a metre behind the ruck, right? And then they're rushing up. And they shut down the storm. Stormers went nowhere. So it can be done. You can play the game of rugby without giving penalties away. And the look, the, the Brumbies in this game, twenty-one turnovers um, to twelve by the by the Rebels. Look, the, the Brumbies also do have a tendency to cough up the ball. So you don't have to compete at the ruck either and get yourself to give, give away ruck penalties. Um, but even so, Rebels still gave up fifteen penalties in this one to the Brumbies thirteen. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Because the rebels um, were clean and clinical as such on on the um, on the discipline side of things, that they won that one. Um, the uh, so yes, yeah, so congratulations to the rebels, really. Uh, and uh, see, uh, I've had the rebels down as the second best team in rugby uh, Super Rugby AU. Um, I know Cornflake has had um, the Reds down as that second best team. So uh, yes, I was uh, well chuffed to see the uh, rebels um, get the result there, even if I did lose my three dollars. Um, that was on this one. Um, 
moving on then to um, fr- uh, Saturday um, night. Uh, and uh, Arshin, you actually, you, you've seen this one. Um, I've so, seen this um, one. <laughs> do you want to give us a quick lowdown on the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs then? Oh, I won't, I won't say give you a quick lowdown. You're the notes man, but... Um... <laughs> well, yeah, I've got the notes there. <laughs> you've got the notes there. No, look, I mean, actually, um, to me... It was an interesting game. Just, just you know, it, it seemed a bit flat. It, it, the, um, it didn't seem to have the intensity that the other games have had. And by the sounds of it, today's game, um, that had sort of like, it, yeah. I, I mean, I watched it and um, I didn't didn't sort of drift off or anything, but it didn't seem to have that intensity or level of um, of uh, in, intensity to it that the other Super Rugby games have had. Yeah, I, mean, I arrived late because I had car troubles on the way back from Auckland um, after covering some Auckland um, club rugby. Um, so uh, so I missed the first sort of 15 or so minutes. Um, I missed the opening try. Um, and I, yeah, I, I did find it hard to get into this one, as you say. Um, yeah, I, especially you look at the, um, if you look at the beginning of the match and it felt like the Chiefs had basically just got off the bus and t- put their jerseys on and turned up. It didn't really look like there was no level of intensity in their game, uh, defense, attack, or otherwise. And um, I think the it looked like the Hurricanes were going to sort of like pretty much romp home. But then, yeah, I don't know. It's just things. I don't know. There was a bit of a nothing game really. Um, the, the Hurricanes didn't run away with it, and the, and the Chiefs, I suppose, you wouldn't say lifted, but they did get back get themselves back into the game. Yeah, I mean, so 12-3 um, at half-time um, uh, with Van Wick, a yellow card in the um, in the bin, uh, which um, allowed the Crusade, allowed the Chiefs to get a try after half-time with um, Wainui diving over in the corner where, where Van Wick probably would have been um, defending. Um, the uh, So that, that, that closed it up during that yellow card time to 12-10. Um, and... Um, the and yeah and then um, the, 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 the well the Hurricanes did enough to keep the Chiefs at bay right they um, the Chiefs were kind of in it but you never felt like they were going to win it minute yeah, so, yeah 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 absolutely um, but I think um, you've you've put that comment up by our Nocturnal about the Chiefs have lost their um, attacking mojo and it's absolutely right actually the the forwards don't do a bad job if we go back to um, not just last night's game. Um, for the Chiefs, but previous games, the the forwards are actually, you know, and the fact that we know how many injuries they've got in the forward pack, but they're still, apart from their second row, they're not turning out a bad side. Um, and even their second row, it's just because they're young, right? So they're actually doing quite well. Their backs are just atrocious. Um, I, I don't understand why they keep selecting Stevenson. Um, it, he just seems totally unenthused about being on the paddock and lethargic. That, that, the game, um, the, the, yesterday's game was a classic example of Stevenson really not looking interesting. And, and at halftime, um, Waisaki, the Holo's brother, came on. Kinney. He did. Um, and then um, went off very soon afterwards with a leg injury. Um, <laughs> I missed which, it, sorry. So, yes. Um, uh, came on at halftime and was off the pitch before around about, the, uh, around about 55 minutes, 54 minutes. So he only lasted... Um, about quarter, well, he lasted less than quarter of an hour, um, unfortunately. Um, the um, 
and you've got the so so yeah so look uh, Kenny Holo someone I really kind of um, was was hoping would not get injured. Um, I've uh, when I was down in New Plymouth, um, he plays with Taranaki. Um, I saw him play uh, in a preseason game, um, and then watched him hobble around for the rest of the season in a moon boot. Um, and unfortunately, he's done that for the past two seasons, which um, which is a real shame uh, for him. Yeah, seems to be a guy that uh, that does pick up injuries, leg injuries in particular. Um, in this, uh, the there, um, some talk about some Saracens players coming down to play for the Chiefs next season. I'm not sure I can see that really happening. To be honest, um, the uh, so yes, um, well, hopefully we'll see. Hope that some I, I expect them to stay uh, playing in the Championship up in England. Um, if if the, you know, but it's exciting, isn't it? If they did, I mean, like um, it would it would sort of. Not turn rugby global rugby on its head, but it would add a nice dynamic to it. And the fact of getting internationals down into the Super Rugby competition, um, and, and I sort of think you know um, to add another level, take it Nick Nick level, um, to add say two or three uh, international players per per squad, adds another level of excitement to it. I feel. I would do, and look, the, the guys are talking about that that, um, that, that that could come down. Um, they're not only English internationals, but the British and Irish Lions, um, and they're test animals. I mean, we're talking players like Atoji, um, the uh, Bunapolas, uh, Owen Farrell. I would, yep. We're talking. We're not. We're, we're not talking bit parts internationals no. either. No, the, no, no, um, no. the, I guess part of the problem that I think a lot of people down here in New Zealand just won't um, won't realise or, or maybe even care about uh, is the whole Saracen salary um, scandal. And the fact that these players have really showed absolutely no contrition um, at all. Uh, Why would they? Their club did any? They, their club did anything wrong? Um, well, 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 I mean, like the club did anything wrong. I mean, they're, they're probably just they're happy they're cashing their checks, aren't they? I mean, they got the contract. They got what? I mean, you know, it wasn't their fault per se, really, that the club's gone and cheated the rules or you know gone outside the rules. They they put a figure out there. And the club goes, yeah, here you go. Well, no, no, there was, there was, there was. Well, they had interesting business relationships with the owner of the club, which is where they went over the salary cap, not the actual, not the actual sat contract. So, anyway, um, but anyway, uh, it's uh, yeah, the, as far as they technical. can, it's a bit more technical than that. Um, and they, uh, yes, and, and they're kind of like, well, yeah, we've done nothing wrong. Um, we deserve the money. It's a short, it's a short career. Yeah, yes, okay. Um, so, so yeah, so so hence I, I guess I have it. There's, there's a bunch of baggage around these players that um, that, 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 that colours my view. Um, I'll be be honest, but anyway, moving on to the rugby that we're actually that actually has played and that we should be talking about. Emanga um, Jensen, yes, over the last couple of weeks, really has stood up on fire. Um, is playing very very well. Big boy, um, got some power um, and also got some nice touches as well. Um, he's able to pass the ball. Yeah, uh, Umanga Jensen was talked up when he first came on the scene and um, really didn't deliver anything. And it's just like, oh yeah, okay, just another guy that sort of like everybody talked up. Um, but no, he's um, I'd say probably what in the last three weeks is it, if not four? Um, he's really he's been on a different level to what he's pl- previously played at, um, and he's providing. I mean, a lot of those Hurricanes backs are really sort of um, adding their touches, so. He, it's not just Peter and uh, Umanga Jensen that's sort of getting the back, the Hurricanes backline going forward. You'd say, you know, the other guys are as well. But 
yeah, he's he's definitely putting his stamp in, on the games that he's playing in. Yep, I mean, and another player that um, I think has come of age this season is Jordy Barrett. Um, some people, you know, some suggestions in commentary look coming out of the shadow with his brother. Yeah, there's there's possibly an element of that. I think it's much more the fact that actually he's matured, has got a two yeah, three matured, yeah. belt, and he's he's learning how to play rugby at this level. Um, he's, he's he's in one position. He's not and, playing here. He's not playing there. He's not going into that. He's playing one position and getting that chance to cement it. And um, I think it, you know, it's it's paying dividends for the Hurricanes. So um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Aaron says, does two standout games? Um, and we're talking about back to Amanga Jensen here, not um, Jordy Barrett. Uh, make you innocent All Black? No, it does not make you innocent All Black. Um, but uh, it does put you just add water. That's probably that's, um, you, you've got to say now. Uh, if we're so, if we're looking at the the midfield stocks, obviously Goodhue, Antonin Brown. Uh, a lot of people will talk about some. Obviously, La Mape, um, Rico Iwani is playing in the centres as well. Uh, uh, but um, Peter Mangus Jensen's performances in these last two weeks uh, have put him into that class of player. Uh, but the thing is, yeah. you can't just keep doing it for the odd game. You've got to, you've got to show consistency. So effectively, what, what you're saying is that um, so he's shown it for the last two, three weeks. He's now got to do a season of it, and then he'll be considered as a, for the All Blacks. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is brought into the All Black squad to experience the environment. Um, yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, but not into the match day squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, no, absolutely. I just wanted to go back. Um, also, um, Steve mentioned the effect of Luke Jacobson um, uh, and, and, and Takiaho um, coming back. Uh, you know, he's been there in the squad, but Blake Jacobson coming back from injury, he had a great game, really. I mean, uh, once once the, the the Chiefs forward started to actually um, get a bit, you know, get into the game a bit, uh, I thought Jacobson he, he had a couple of steals as well, uh, and and just all, all around work around the field was just fantastic. Um, the uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, he, he was good around the field. Um, Summer Sony also had a decent game as well. That was the other person that um, that's uh, uh, that um, yeah, then like Stephen mentioned, Stephen mentioned, yeah, 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 Stephen, the other guy that comes on the show every now and then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And look, obviously, one thing that we've um, I can't remember we actually talked about it off air or on air, but um. He's had issues with his throwing into the lineup, but he was pretty pinpoint on um, Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, some just during time. Yep, we've got plenty of time. Good. Um, okay, some question marks around the dual playmaker role. Um, and do you reckon that uh, Jordan or Geordie Barrett for fullback? Well, sorry, folks, but um, at the moment, uh, I would say it's Dame McKenzie's or or Bowden Barrett. I mean, there's there's a lot of options there. Um, because Moanga has been playing very good at ten, uh, so look those. Once uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's going to be hard to break in to that um, to that piece. But I do expect them to ha- want to have somebody at fullback who can step into first receiver in the way that Geordie Barrett and Damon McKenzie do, um, and also Bowden Barrett for that matter. So yeah, you got to say Jordan, um, amazing player. Will Jordan, but some yeah, will be big, big question mark as to um, as to, yeah, how does he get into the um, the side? Could he be a bit really? like um, David Havili, who never who looks or looks fantastic at Super Rugby, um, but doesn't seem to doesn't seem to get a look in at um, at the All Blacks all. He's had the odd game, isn't he? But not not anything permanent. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's a log jam there. There's a log jam in a few positions, really. And um, and, and the other day, even with Richie Moanga playing as well as he has, and you know he's obviously the form first five, doesn't mean that's guaranteed that the All Black selectors will put, pick him as their first choice number ten. No, it doesn't. No, um, and um, the but the the two playmaker role was very much an Ian Foster thing, or it came mm-hmm. across as being very much an Ian Foster thing. Um, so uh, there is no reason to see that the All Blacks would move away from that. Move away from with, it, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with, 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 with this. Um, the, I mean, some, yeah, uh, yeah some, uh, uh, yeah, talking about Chiefs, aren't we? That's good. Yeah, Lach, um, Lachlan Bashir um, has had a good season, yeah, got to say. Um, well, 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 so he's got a, he's, um, I'm assuming he was injured last night. Uh, I assume so. Yeah, because he wasn't, obviously, um, wasn't even on the bench. So um, I put it out on Twitter, Will, but nobody seemed to respond. But I, I'm not sure. I didn't hear anything during the week or uh, what happened. So, um, I, I mean, I said, I'm assuming that he was injured. Yep. Because he's he'd be one he'd be one of the first players picked, wouldn't he? Uh, for the Chiefs at the moment, his form is outstanding. On a team that's struggling. But again, Carpick's had a decent season. Luke Jacobson just come back from injury. Um, so you got Sam Kane, um, Sokula. Again, there's there's op, there's there's yep. depth there. So apparently, mm. yes, apparently he was rested. Um, oh, he's rested as for their last game of the season. So there you go. Uh, um, I mean, you know, I, I, look that that actually goes back to a few strange decisions from my mind that um, the Chiefs have made, and um, yeah, to rest him for the last game of the season um, when he's probably been your player their player of the season. It's just bizarre, especially when you're trying to pick up one win out of, you know, when you have, you're on a losing trot and you want to pick up a win. Um, there's Stevenson one that I mentioned before, uh, starting with Stevens. I, I, he, he needed to go not to the bench, but back to the squad a, a while, a few weeks ago. So yeah, yeah I think I, there's been some interesting um, selections from the Stevenson Chiefs. For, Alam, um, for Solomon Alamalo, who's obviously out injured with his uh, dislocated shoulder. Yep. Uh, that's the reason that um, Sean Stevenson's been playing. Um, and I think the other thing we've seen from this uh, Chiefs side that actually we didn't uh, haven't mentioned is they've, as you say, they were going for a win. I think they were overplaying. Players were just trying too hard. Too hard. Um, yep. And not doing the simple thing well, but trying to say, I, I can do it. Yeah, you, you saw it in this game again, actually. I mean, it's interesting we're focusing on the Chiefs here and, and it, as opposed to the Hurricanes, but you saw it again this week. Is the fact is that the guy, the backline in particular, it's just like there's there's players, there's over there's players um, that are unmarked outside, and the guy inside tries to be the miracle man and and bust open the line when all he has to do is pass it, and it's a three on one overlap. So it, you know absolutely what you just said. There's this guy's just basically trying to win the game by themselves, and you know, and, and unfortunately for them, Dmac was one of them really. It has yeah. been. There was, that, there was definitely one thing where I think he's going to try and get on the outside of that guy and he's going to eat up all of the space for sure. My new, so many, you know, look, look, pick, pick the errors in that play. And then we know which one you're talking about. He's running yeah. sideways. He's, as you say, he's trying to gas the guys around the outside. It's not going to work. And then on the other hand, what's why are we doing running himself into touch? And this is like, hello, he should have been running either an inside line um, that 
the, the Damian McKenzie could have fed him, and the the, the defensive line's going um, drifting towards the sideline. So it would have been hard for them to change their angle to to stop Stevenson cutting back, um, or he could have cut behind McKenzie and taken the ball inside. You know, options, and he runs himself into touch. Damian McKenzie runs. You know, it's that was. Yeah, Keystone Cops type material, and that's basically sums up the Chiefs' season for their back line. Because as I say, I don't think that the forwards have done too badly. It's basically the ball that they've given out to the backs has been squandered. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, obviously, next season for them with um, Clayton McMillan, the Bay of the current Bay of Plenty head coach, coming in to uh, fill in for Gats as Gats heads off to the Lions Tour on the assumption that the British and Irish Lions tour happens to South Africa. And he has stated that he'll come back, if it doesn't go ahead, the British and Irish Lions tour, he has stated he'll come back and go um, coach for free next year. Which I'm sure Clayton McMillan's like, no, no, go away. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's just like, um, you either come back as the, in, his, in, in the Gatlin position, you come back as the head coach, you you. you you, you don't really want to the, – the head coach wouldn't really want him in the background because are you really the head coach or really he's pulling the strings? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's a question there about um, – uh, now, um, sorry, uh, Mr. Uh, – is, is, is it Laney? Um, oh, Lane, Lane. Can't just Lane, just um, Lane. Just Lane. Uh, Lane, um, yeah, we'll, 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 um, I'll be putting out my predictions, uh, written predictions tomorrow on nzsportsradio.com. Um, so look out for those there. Uh, there will be behind a paywall uh, for supporters of New Zealand Sports Radio. We are an independent um, uh, media organisation. Is is can, can, can we call us orga an organisation, Arshin? Um, you not. <laughs> <laughs> upsell it, upsell, upsell that, upsell. Upsell, yes. There's four of it, There's four or five of us, uh, and I organise it all over Google Docs. Um, but, hey, it's it's an organisation. So yeah, we are an independent organisation. So uh, if you'd like to uh, get access to those predictions, head over to New Zealand Sports Radio, become a supporter of um, uh, New Zealand Sports Radio for only, uh, well, as, it's up to you how much, um, but anything from a dollar upwards uh, a month. Um, for that uh, and they'll be unlocked those predictions unlocked on friday um also we'll be back at 8 p.m on friday previewing the weekend's game as well um so uh, hopefully good buzz uh no uh good buzz will not be um coming uh if you think about the drink there um nocturnal rights so i know the good the good buzz does sponsor uh bay of plenty but um the chiefs are sponsored by waikato draft so they're not going to let good buzz come in um and uh and, and good buzz an alcoholic beverage uh no it's a, it a energy it's a drink kombat, it's one of those kombat, kombat uh kind of uh kombucha thing. kombucha, kombucha. That's <laughs> um that has got this small bit of alcohol in it not enough to be an alcoholic drink. Oh, okay yeah, right 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 hey look um, um, I, I was just gonna say just because we, we should talk about the hurricanes too you'd have to say you know good amount of confidence building in that hurricane squad um they're basically beating the two front runners of the competition in consecutive weeks. They got the job done against the Chiefs. I thought they could have done um, a bit more convincing, but at the end of the day, you know, we know through sport, doesn't matter what the sport is, it's quite, it's always difficult to lift yourself for teams that, um, you know, you sort of think are underperforming and think, oh, I'm going to go out there and smash them. It's actually quite a difficult mental thing to do. So, yeah, I think the Hurricanes are doing actually quite well. And, uh, yeah. 
Um, the um, <laughs> so yeah, not so much. Um, yeah, didn't know it was a drink. It is a drink, and it is a drink that sponsors his Clay McMillan's current team. Um, that's what. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, one of the things about the Hurricanes, right? They lost their opening two games, and one of the things we talked about in those opening two games was TJ Pirinara um, just tr- doing too much and too losing much. control. Um, I'm talking too much. Yeah. Um, now, ever since Jordy Barrett's come back, um, part of the leadership, particularly of that of that back line, has been lifted off his shoulders. Um, and you've and also um, Dane Coles coming back as well. Those two players coming back seem to have shared that leadership around. TJ doesn't feel like he's having to do it all himself and run the whole show. They've been much more relaxed, much more settled, um, and have played much better. Uh, I mean, one of the things that TJ said, I think, um, I can't remember if it was after this game or, or, or last week, was that uh, um, that Jordy Barrett's big boy, uh, just be physical. He just told him to be physical with his first thing, and he leads, he sets the example on defence. And you're like, hang on a second, that's <laughs> your fullback with his first hit sets the example on defence. That's not really what, okay. But it just shows that what, how having TJ there just, not having, sorry, having Jordy there took some of the weight of leadership off his shoulders, and he's played a lot better as well. Um, and he stopped. Thing. And he stopped arguing as pro, 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 yeah, as much um, as with the referees as he used to, right did in the first few rounds because that was just off the chart, wasn't it? In terms of the yep. level of chat that he was having with the referees, and and at the time, I don't believe he was the captain even. Uh, no, I think yeah, he was because yeah, him, um, him and him and Dane Coles are, are co-captains. The co-captains, right. Um, so yeah, so big thing there. Yeah, so um, yeah, reduce the chat with the refs and um, focus on your own game, and it's it's obviously been a big factor for them. I think um, Gavin uh, also mentioning Savia. Look, yeah, obviously Savia came in um, early. Uh, I remember he did, you know, and and obviously he was just lacked game time, and it showed in his game. But once he's got that game time on, he's on now, and uh, he's been on for a few weeks. And yeah, it's noticeable the lift in the team with him at that with his game on. Yep. Um, has Amua overtaken Dane, uh, Dane Coles now? Uh, not in the all-back selection, no. Um, oh, not, not, in, not, in, uh, not in Hurricane selection either, because obviously Coles is still starting, so um, he's sort of like... It. But in saying that, obviously Amua, now that he's laid off the KFC, is, um, you know, he's adding so much um, coming off the bench, and, you know, they can rely on a really top-level player to come on with 20 or 30 to go. And know that they're not losing a hell of a lot by Dane Coles going off. Obviously, just leadership and experience. Yep. Um, so yes, congratulations, Hurricanes. Um, and obviously, it came out of this thinking that they knowing that they could be in with a shout of still winning the winning the title, um, dependent on the Crusaders versus Highlanders results. They did what they could, they did what they had to do. They got the try bonus point, um, but uh, yeah, it ended up being not enough. They have one more game oh. now at home against the Highlanders. Sorry? Actually, I, I, I need to – one thing I absolutely forgot, and uh, I know it actually came into today's game as well, which I haven't seen, but it's just like I just couldn't get through my head why the hell the Chiefs were taking threes. It's just like the first scoring opportunity in the game was a penalty, and it was about just over 40 out, and they go for the they go for the penalty. And it's like, guys, it, the, you're not going to beat the Canes. You're not going to beat the Crusaders by taking threes. It doesn't work. You've got to score tries, right? I mean, if if this if it's one bang out in front, um, you know, on the twenty-two, sure take it. But reality is, is that these days there's certain teams that you have to score tries against, and Crusaders and Hurricanes are one of them. 
uh, the two of them, I should say, one of them, two of them. Um, and it's just like, I just could not be. So they took the first shot. They missed, hit the crossbar quite spectacularly, really, really the way bang into it. Um, Hurricanes come down field, score a try. Like, okay. The Chiefs get a penalty and they kick for the corner again. It's just like the Hurricanes are kicking to the corner. They get, their, their mantra is to score tries. They want to get tries. They want to get that bonus point. And you guys think you're going to beat them by getting threes? And they did the same thing the week before. It's just like they thought they were going to beat the Crusaders the week before by taking threes. It's like, yeah, look, that, that comes to me. That comes down to coaching. That, that's obviously a game plan that's been discussed before you go on the field. That's not uh, um, the captaincy on the field deciding, oh, how are we going in this game, boys? What should we do? Go for the sideline or shot at goal? I think there's a bit of a difference between the second game, and I'll talk about why when we get to it. Um, but yes, in this one, the, the, the once you're behind, you definitely can't be taking threes. Um, so, yeah. Moving on then to the Waratahs versus the Reds. Uh, the Waratahs took a week off. Um, they uh, got um, abducted by aliens um, and replaced <laughs> by an entirely new team and um, absolutely thumped the Reds. Playing at the SCG, they were talking about a cricket score and I was just praying, I tweeted this out, that actually allow the Queens and Reds just to get 10 points exactly and we could have a proper cricket score. In the end, um, the, unfortunately, the the, Crusade, the Reds made uh, the conversion after well, 18 minutes. We had, a, we had a cricket score for about a minute. We did. Well, before um, the conversion was being taken. <laughs> but um, it was it was kind of amusing that after about, uh, I think it was probably about 23 or 26 minutes, I had a quick check on the TAB and they'd already stopped taking bets on the um, on the Tars to win the game. <laughs> it was, and someone said, "Oh, look, there's an hour to go." And it's like, "Yeah, that we don't need it. We know who's won this game already." Um, it was just, it wasn't just the score. It was just also the Reds just were not there, were they? They weren't there, and every time they had the ball, they'd make an error or whatever. Whereas um, the Waratahs, when they had the ball, they nailed it and put the stake in the ground and uh, hammered it home. <laughs> See what I did there, Waratah? Put it in the ground, nailed. <laughs> Water, it's a flower. <laughs> oh dear, they grew throughout the game. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, they, they the commentators blamed the rain in the second half, uh, but I just think the, the Boratars just um took their foot off the pedal a little bit as well. Oh, look, um, we've, we've seen it, we've seen it before. I mean, like you know. Um, I'm I'm going to use All Blacks games for example. This is game way back um, where we I think playing the Wallabies for example, Athletic Park, and the All Blacks put like 40 points on the Wallabies in the first half. But it's very hard. Again, it's a mental thing, is it, to to keep that intensity, the accuracy, and everything going for another 40 minutes is actually easy to say, but very difficult to do. It's, it's just that very small percentage and um, you know uh, mental shift. That happens. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and yes, condolences to Jordan Pattaya, who lost his father uh, this week. Um, thoughts um, go out to him and his family um, in, in that one. Uh, yeah, you, um, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, 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 yeah, you do switch off a bit, even if, even if not intentionally. Um, not yeah, exactly. It's not intentional at all. Especially when they got a, a, a line out more and went to 45 nil. I, there was just nothing left in that game. No, there wasn't. I mean, well, uh, and, and just kept the Reds at bay. 
And then basically, I think um, in that second half, the rain came down a bit harder as well. And so it did actually become uh, a lot more difficult in that second half. But then when they had the misty rain in the first half, it was like, you know, it was quite wet in that second half. Um, that's what you always expect in Australia. It's always raining there. Um, and it's just, yeah, uh, the Reds, every time they tried to do something, uh, basically just made an error. Yeah, 18 penalties didn't help them. Didn't help them. Um, losing a third of their lineouts didn't help them either. Yeah, they yeah, were, they were what, awful. You know, look, the Reds, after last week, they narrowly lost to the Brumbies, and you sort of think, shit, this is a good Red side. But one thing that made them lose the game against the Brumbies and caused them problems from the outset in uh, yesterday's game was their line-out. Um, you know, what helped the Waratahs get their roll on in the first half was the dysfunctionality of the Reds' line-out. The, the times, the chances yeah. the Reds had to basically get on, they got their throw-in, so a chance to get the ball, hold the ball for a bit longer, and their um, line-out malfunctioned and the Waratahs ended up with the ball again. So um, the way the table looks now um, is that the Brumbies top the table on 18 points still. Um, the Melbourne Rebels are four points behind on 14 points, um, three wins and no bonus points. The Waratahs jump up to third with 11 points, uh, and the Reds also have um, 11 points as well. Uh, Western Force down the bottom there by two. So, yeah, all very tight. Um, there, uh, The first place goes straight through to the final. Um, second and third play a semi-final before going, and obviously the winner of that plays the top team in the final. So that's how, that all, that's how the um, Super Rugby AU um, will finish. Um, and then we had the, uh, well... Um, we're finished. We're going. Sorry? We're well, finished. We'll finish. that, 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 that's the process of it finishing. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, my bad, um, my bad. They've got they've got a final series. Um, moving on then, the Crusaders versus the Highlanders. Um, and boy, the, the the Highlanders came out of the sheds and and uh, started at speed. Obviously, Austrians not seen this one. I just, uh, just no, I'll, no, I'll I haven't say. seen this one. No, um, no, but but I was sort of like got an idea of what happened um, with Frizzell um, bashing over um, the, um, the, the 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 Crusaders then. Um, kept the ball alive. So basically they they, they avoided um, contact um, and it looked a bit harem scarum, but there's always a player that they could offload or give the ball to, even when they were going backwards in, with, without that. But that then, when they did get a contact, meant that the Highlanders' defence had not had any time to reset and that's how they got the overlap um, and put, um, put it away. Um, the Crusaders lost Moody early um, to, um, to an injury uh, and in, in the second half, they lost a replacement prop on the other side um, to a uh, a bad. Um, um, well, I'll, he went off on the stretcher, so we hope that um, he's okay. Um, I've gone blank as to the guy's name. Um, it's the um, Irish guy, Oliega. Yeah, Oliega. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, who had to go off on a stretcher. We wish him a speedy and full recovery um, from that. Um, so uh, uh, yes, yeah, so they lost two two props, one on each side. Um, this uh, this game. Um, the now uh, so on, on, so the 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 well the Highlanders did take did take penalties at this point, but that was to put them back in the lead when it was seven all. And to me, that's not such a bad idea as to keep yourself ahead of the Crusaders. Um, 
on the surface of it, you're right, okay? On the surface of it, you're right. But the problem you have, and it came to fruition in this game again, like many other games Crusaders play, is the fact is that at some stage they're going to score some tries. And it's great that you take the three to stay ahead, but you actually need to have a fatter margin because at some stage the Crusaders are going to score some tries. So, yep, take the threes, but really, no, nah, you still have to take score tries against Crusaders to win the game. And I think just seeing the comments um, that I've seen for this game, basically it bears the truth again. Oh, after 50 minutes, the Cruc- um, Highlanders in front 22-7, and they never scored any more points. Uh, 22-13, 13, not 22-7. Yep. Um, right. And then uh, it got, and then yeah, and after fifty-three minutes, didn't did you say didn't score again? Um, and uh, the uh, Crusaders added three tries in the last twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. There, where basically the Highlanders really, and yeah, as he says, the Highlanders looked looked the better team for for sixty minutes. Um, now they did well in that sixty minutes, but um, Tomkinson going um, putting his shoulder into Jaeger um, and getting yellow card for it. Um, really didn't help the cause at all. Did he brace himself? Yes. See, I've got a, you know, this is like on Saturday night, we saw um, logic take place over law. Um, and you have to say that no. in a situation, pardon? We saw the law being applied properly on Saturday night. Well, well, how do you say that? Why do you, why do you say that? There's a play, I mean, like we, we go back to um, Charlie Farmer, I think got, penalised for uh, a Lions player jumping in a tackle and he tackled him in the air. <laughs> All the player was doing was jumping to catch the ball. Not not a kick, a pass. So we've seen it in the past where players have been penalised for exactly the same thing that Geordie Barrett did. I, I don't, I agree with the, I agree with the um, decision in the game, but we have seen players that have jumped and get tackled and it been ruled as being tackled in the air. Okay, the difference here is that he, um, in, in those the other the other examples you're doing, they're, they're jumping to catch something, even if even if it's a pass or a. Whereas this one, he's carrying the ball, and jumps yep. deliberate, and then jumps into the player. Um, the that's so it's different. He's in this I, case, I, he's I don't actually, see actually carrying ball. You're not allowed to jump into a tackle. That, that's yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, there's no law that says you can't jump into a tackle. Um, there's no law that says that. Well, we'll go away and have a look. Um, but, um, <laughs> I know, and this is one of these things that we've had before: is that um, there definitely used to be a law for, against it because um, it can as dangerous play. Uh, you're not allowed to hurdle a player. Um, you're not allowed to hurdle a player doesn't mean yeah. that you, because you're thinking of Via Fafita hurdling Piers Morgan. Well, I, I, there's, there's, there's a number of times where people have jumped over. Yeah. You're not you're not allowed to jump over a tackle, um, and um, so. Um, but um, anyway, that's been side of the line. But, yeah, so, so uh, I don't believe common sense. I think it was proper application of the law because he was carrying it and jumped to try and jump to, um, with a difference. But either way, the right decision was made. But, but all I'm saying is, coming back to it, it's just like now players need, you know, you, you're silly if you don't think that players aren't going to brace to protect themselves. As long as they're not intentionally trying to brace and throw a shoulder in, then there is a difference there. So, I mean, as I, said, I haven't seen it. I'm just looking at the comments that have been made. And it's basically just bracing because there was going to be an impact. And that's logical. That's what play, anybody's going to do. So, there's a um, – he, he did step into the player, though, which is slightly different. Right, okay, um, okay. 
Yeah. So the um, but um, so to me, yeah, um, I, I I was happy with the yellow card. Um, uh, if I, I could understand it being called red because he did make contact with the head. Um, yeah. But um, I think head, I think red would have been harsh. Uh, and so I'm I'm happy with that. Yes, he needed the yellow there. Um, basically, uh, what was being described by um, the commentator was mm. that um, he was he was in a position to make a tackle if the offload happened and was trying to pre, and the offload didn't happen. Um, now, to me, he can see the offload is not happening, and then um, still steps, still moves towards the player, and he is right. bracing as well. Um, so yeah, that I, I think it was. Um, uh, I, I, th- I think he could have. I think he, uh, yeah, I think he, he could have stepped in a different direction. But anyway, that's a personal. Uh, these are all split second things um, yeah. that the players are having to make. Uh, so hence why I was happy with yellow rather than um, rather than red. Red. Um, the um, oh, what about the other one where yellow card versus the Canes? Canes versus the Chiefs, where the player got thrown down in wrestling move. Um, oh, that's yeah. yellow. That was like he wasn't a red. I was going to say that was yes, that was that, that was red, <laughs> but that was red. That actually was red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's actually landed on his head as well. He's he's lucky he's landed sideways on his head rather than up and down vertically on his head. That was a that was a red card. If it yep. even was a red card, because you could apply you can apply the law book. You know, it's like did X happen? Did Y happen? Did Z happen? Are there any mitigating circumstances? Well, there weren't any. He picked them up by the leg and throwing them so there wouldn't have been any mitigating circumstances so that was a red all day long yep did not yeah there was the, the, yeah. did he bring the player down in a controlled manner no yeah no. <laughs> reckless absolutely Literally. <laughs> yeah. so he dodged one yeah. he dodged he dodged the bullet there yeah yeah um yeah i, I yeah i thought we we're gonna go around that one um but thank you for the reminder of that one um uh who's uh somewhere in there gavin, gavin. yep Geza. Um, <laughs> the um, it was interesting. Well, because you're saying, yeah, don't take three, but the, I mean, the Crusades were taking threes in this game, which was a surprise. Um, yeah, which showed... different, different, different thing, though, isn't it? It's just like the fact is that the Crusaders know or have confidence in themselves that we're just going to blow them off the park in the last 20 minutes, so we were, doesn't matter, we'll stay in touch, just staying because we'll score three, four tries in the last 20, so it's all sweet. They're a different <laughs> mindset. For yeah. the way that the Crusaders play and the confidence that they have, etc., you're the Highlanders. You just need to build fat. You're, you're you're playing the Crusaders next week. The Blues playing. They need it. They need to build fat. It's like as I say, if the if the penalty is in front of the sticks um, at the twenty-two, um, take the three. But if it's if it's out, you know, further out, you're going to kick to the corners. You need to score the tries. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, so Ashwin there is comparing rugby to uh, um, a bear hibernating for winter in the last twenty minutes. Gonna <laughs> um, <laughs> eat the salmon. When the salmon's on offer, you gotta flick it out with the paw. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me! Um, uh, a couple of things here. I mean, look, the um, Josh McKay, uh, a couple of fantastic tackles to save um, to save things, uh, stopping Bryn Hall from scoring just short of the line. <laughs> I saw a replay of that one. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. The, um, and, uh, and then Hall got hooked straight after that play. <laughs> Poor lad. Um, oh, so yeah, no, yeah, got, he got, yeah, he got some. Um, now, did he get hooked because of that? I don't think so. I think that they were already warming up this replacement. But, so, yeah, he yep. got hooked straight afterwards. Um, 
Josh Iwani had a fantastic game in this one. A couple of real good breaks, um, really showing the skills that he's got and why as soon as he's come back, they put him in at 10 and moved um, Hunt back to 15, even though Dylan Hunt was not Dylan Hunt. The other Mitch. one, Mitch Hunt, um, was um, was actually playing pretty well at 10 when Josh Iwani was injured. No, um, was he? I think the, the, he's, Josh Iwani's been able to take it to a different level, though. Oh, absolutely. But I, 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 Hunt wasn't playing particularly badly. No, he wasn't. No, no, no. He wasn't playing particularly um, badly. No, yeah, no, yeah, no he was Hunt didn't do anything yeah, but, to say, you have to drop me and find a replacement quick. Yep. This is like... Just, um, when, when Josh came in, it was like, okay, yeah, we know you're that much better. In you go. Yep. But that's like the Hurricanes, right? In terms of if they're missing a piece of the puzzle, they need a first five. Jack, uh, Jack, Jackson Garden Bishop isn't doing badly. It's just the fact is that, you know... You could set that back line even more alight if they had somebody with, um, you know, that was a, a Yuani for, for, you know, or yeah. what, yeah, sort of thing. Or, or Bowden. <laughs> or Bowden. <laughs> um, the, uh, um, again, uh, Aaron Smith is playing really well. Um, you've got to say, uh, he's having a really, he's having a really good season. Hey, did, um, did, did we see the Badger here do today? No. Oh. Did Aaron Smith play the 80? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, actually, I wouldn't call it a bad James more of a lion. <laughs> but anyway, that's... Um, well, we're not going to go into haircuts again this week. We're not going to go too far into haircuts again. Um, uh, yeah, Jesse Parity. Oh, dear. Um, I thought a few... So, so, some some comments were a little bit harsh about him, but yeah, he didn't, didn't have a good game when he came on. Um, Who's that? Jesse Parity. Oh, uh, yeah, look, um, yeah. I, I was I was shocked when the Highlanders actually picked him up at the start of the season, to tell you the truth. I mean, when, when we're talking the original Super Rugby and, and that squad, and it's just like, to me, he's a liability. He, he's always been, you know, it's just like he comes on the field and he's a bit of a hothead. Um, he seems to have calmed calm down on giving reds and yellow cards away. But at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, at the end of the you, when you're looking at this level of rugby that you're playing, you need people that can keep their cool. You lose your, you lose your cool, you lose your calm. It's going to come through into your game. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think they've got enough quality players in the, um, in their back row. I mean, I know they've been using him as a lock and maybe they are short a bit on locks there down in Highlander country, but um, nah, not for me, Jesse Parody. Yeah, had a couple of injuries down there in the locks, unfortunately. Um, Shannon Frizzell, yeah, also had a really good game as well. He's 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 really coming like leaps and bounds, which uh, which means it's really interesting uh, um, issues now for the All Black selectors around the back row stocks. There's some pretty there's, there's a whole bunch of players um, that are not established All Blacks that are putting up their hand. Hosking Satutu. Um, what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking? Cornflakes has told you. Just put the Highlanders team in black jerseys, man. We oh. know this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, there's a whole bunch of, uh, of of young lots. Callum Grace, Hoskins to two two, um, uh, who um, a, a, another another couple who are putting putting their hands up. So yeah, so really going to be difficult selecting that All Blacks and that or that North South game um, could be um, an absolute cracker. On the Crusaders side, well, hey, um, Sever Reese, wow. Uh, didn't he try and chase down um, Nariki, but didn't, couldn't quite catch him? Uh, so that, that that's a good foot race if you want to see one, because um, I mean Nariki is quick, but um, um, 
uh, say Severis got got um, got pretty close on that one. Um, the a bridge also showed his um, his worth uh, with Rom and uh, Luke Romano, the old fella, comes on a wonderful offload. Um, had also a decent game. And the old fella comes off. That's nice. The um, <laughs> don't worry, he's only half the age of us. Um, the um, <laughs> actually not. No, he's not. Actually, he's not that. He, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's at least a decade younger than we are. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and yeah, and, and Richard Mwanga definitely yeah, uh, ran things as per usual in there. Congratulations to the Crusaders um, for winning Super Rugby Altaroa uh, and picking up that wonderful trophy um, that, um, uh, that, that 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 has been made um, that uh, for, specifically for this tournament um, and um, the. Uh, we've already discussed the uh, tackle on the prop or the uh, the shoulder to the prop. Yeah, it was more a brace. Uh, yeah, um, I can understand it if it was red, but we've already talked about it. I think it, yeah, it was happy with yellow. Um, so congratulations. Uh, no break dancing. I don't. I, I must. I didn't stick around to watch the post match stuff. Um, so no break dancing. I believe um, by Razor yet. Um, no, they did a hacker. They did, yes. The, the the Crusaders now did their hacker. Uh, yeah. Hacker. Sorry. Um, hacker. So, Okay. All the um, uh, all, all the Super Rugby sides have now got one since the uh, ever since the British Lions, Lions came in. Lions, Lions, Lions. So, um, <laughs> hey, um, how much practice they put into that? Because they only do it like once a year. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> mind you, they know that it's coming up that they might they get an opportunity to do it, so they probably practiced it. Um, no, I was just going to say, um, with the trophy, you know, in some great comments, you, you know, in the social media around the trophy and it's just like a logical thing is that if if once super rugby does return to normal or some form of normal or new competition whatever to utilize that super rugby aotearoa trophy as like a ranfilly shield type scenario where you you know you play at home and you're trying to take it off the defender at home sort of thing so i mean you got the winner in crusaders and they're holding it they're the first holders of it and so next season if we don't have super rugby aotearoa because if we do we have the same trophy but if we don't and we move into a wider expanded Super Rugby competition, whether it's the Sanzar one or whether it's some new one, it's just like it'd be great to have that as a challenge thing. So when you play the holder at home, that's up for grabs. I think it'd be or an awesome have concept. It as like, um, a bit like a, like a minor premiership. So have a little table. No, 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 no. The challenge, the Ranfilly Shield type concept. We, we love the Ranfilly Shield concept in New Zealand, New Zealand. Well, yes, I do because we've you've also got the Chiefs Cup, which which is just between the the um province the the provinces with it that that are within the Chiefs area um, that they play for both for the men's and the women's. So the men, so one the women can win it in the Farrah Palmer Cup, and the men can then lose it and have to then defend it in the My Ten Cup. So um, yeah, that sounds technical, dude. I've had too many so beers for that. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, do um, folks look tomorrow night at eight pm. We'll be back with the driving more show. So yeah, Monday nights eight pm is the driving more show. Uh, and yes, we've had um, Rugby Australia come out and say we are. It is a, 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 a there is a there's a red red line that we're drawing in our blood, which says we're not having less than five teams. Um, um, New Zealand rugby, go away and uh, rethink really about what uh, what kind of what kind of competition you would like. Um, so. Uh, at the moment, so we'll, that's something I think we'll be discussing on the show tomorrow night. Also, uh, we'll be talking about 
um, the uh, um, club rugby, you know, particularly those uh, club rugby in the north part of the North Island. Um, I was at where was that Eden versus um, Papi Toto, Papi Toto, this weekend, and Stephen was at uh, Ponies or Ponsonby um, versus Marist. Um, and for those and people who are from outside of Auckland saying, oh, what about us? It's like, well, we need some people to go to games in your region. So drop Paula message and, um, yeah, well, the, 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 you'll talk about them as well, won't you? Yep, also, absolutely. And if you'd like to do videos, post-match interviews um, from your games and let us have them to put up on the, uh, put on the New Zealand um, Sports Radio Facebook page, I'm more than happy to do that as well. So please, um, please do that. Uh, we do get a submission in from Waikato of a roundup of their games uh, that we try and fit into the show if we have time. If not, we put the video up on our Facebook page as well. So, yes. Um, we'll have to get Lane going around the county's games. Round, go around, yeah. Patamahoe. Let's see Patamahoe in Bombay. What's the result? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Lane, yeah, if you'd like to do that, do um, do uh, do get in touch. Clearly, Ashwin knows who you are um, on there. <laughs> He's Rohit's um, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, we'll have um, uh, looking at having the same sort of uh, Boa on if you've been watching um, uh, from the last um, or Bo on from the last um, last week again, uh, who is part of the Manukau Rovers uh, discussing that as well. And hopefully we'll have Dwayne, who is the current um, Samoan number nine um, yeah, international players. So um, do join us tomorrow at 8pm for the Drive More show. Uh, and I'll be back at 7am tomorrow morning with the morning sports briefing. We come, we uh, help you start your day the best way, up to speed with all the important sports news every single day at 7am. So, uh, and if you can't catch us at that time, how about listening to the podcast on the go? Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on, on iCast, um, no, Acast, iTunes, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Thank you, guys. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.